0: Thank you. Thank you for being here today. Appreciate it. And thank you for watching. I appreciate you tuning in today. And I just pray that over the next few moments, you will receive revelation from the Word of God that will change your life forever. That's what the Word is designed to do, change your life forever. It's the reason we bring these lessons to you each and every week. We have discovered that God's Word works. It'll work for anybody that'll dare believe it. So praise God, I'm confident today that if you'll mix your faith with what you're about to hear, then you're going to get results that you desire. Praise God. We're talking about the prayer petition. We spent two weeks talking about this so far. This is our third week. We're going to continue talking about it. I don't know for how long. I know it's going to last more than a month on these broadcasts. So we'll just keep teaching it until I feel like we're finished with it. And uh, so that's going to be to your great advantage. So I want to encourage you to make your plans to join with us each and every week if you possibly can. Let's open our Bibles to 1 John chapter 5 once again. 1 John chapter 5, and beginning in verse 14, the Apostle John makes this statement And this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. Now, you know, it seems that John uh, had some very interesting and powerful things to say about prayer. If you go back to the gospel of John, and uh, if you begin in chapter, oh, let's look at chapter 15, I believe it is, John makes this statement, quoting Jesus, verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in me uh, in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. He goes on to say, as he continues this study in verse 7, if you abide in me and my words, excuse me, abide in you, then you will ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. The apostle John seems to have this very positive attitude about prayer, about communication with God. Here over in 1 John, he talks about this confidence we have in him. Here he says that if we abide in Christ... And Christ's words about in us, he's quoting Jesus, that we will ask whatever we will and it shall be done unto us. And notice this in verse eight, herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So since he's talking about prayer, you could say what he's implying is that God is glorified when we bear fruit in prayer. Amen. Amen. When we get results, praise God. So let's go back to 1 John chapter 5 once again. This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Now, right there, it should um, dawn on you, so to speak, Mm -hmm. that the key to having prayer that gets results is knowing the will of God. Because if I ask anything according to his will... Now that's where a lot of people, you know, a lot of Christians get hung up. They don't know the will of God. That's right. Well, Brother Jerry, how could I possibly know the will of God? Nobody knows God's will. Yes, they do. That's what this book is for. Once again, the Word of God is the will of God. Yeah. In fact, I think it's interesting in some Bibles, some of you may have a Bible in this audience that will, that will say this. In some Bibles, between the Old Testament and the New Testament, the heading will say the will and testament of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Yes. The will and testament of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Now, wouldn't that say to you, oh, what I'm about to read here is going to be the will of Jesus. Yes. Yes. Come on. You know, yes. when, when a person makes a will, you know, it is designed for the person that they're leaving that will to in mind. Yes, yes. But my point is, this is the will of our Father. Yes. Amen. Amen. So if he says in this book, I will supply all your need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Don't I have the right to say, it's the will of my Father that my every need is met. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: Why can I say that? It is written. Yes. Right. Amen. It is written. Yes, sir. That's what the Father said. He left it in his will. Now, I think what's interesting is this. Jesus is the only person ever who wrote a will or left a will, died so the will would be enforced because a will is not effective until the person who left it dies, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus left us a will. He died so that it would be effective. Then he was raised from the dead to see to it he was carried out just the way he wrote it. (laughs) Isn't that cool? Praise God. Amen. Nobody's ever done that but Jesus. Yeah. Praise God. So if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And then verse 15, and if we know that he hears us, well, can I know that he hears me? Yes, if I pray his will, then whatever I ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've desired of him. Now, that's where the phrase comes from, the prayer of petition because he's talking about petitions here. Now, something that's very important about the prayer petition is this, and I've already stated it, but I want to state it again. The prayer of petition is based on the known will of God. You can't pray this particular kind of prayer without first knowing the will of God. Amen. Amen. You would never say in the prayer petition, if it be thy will. You just negated that kind of prayer. Because the prayer petition requires you to know the will of God up front. Yeah. Which means you're gonna to have to do some research. Yes. You're gonna to have to go to this book, you're gonna find out what God's word says. Now, you say, well, uh, what if what if it's a situation where, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in California or Texas? Where am I gonna find in there, you know, California or Texas? You're not gonna find specifically California or Texas, but you will find stories of people being relocated, yes. Yes. you know, in the Bible. That's not uncommon, people being relocated, shifting from one area to another. Sure. And as you read their stories, you may find some similarities. There might be something in that story that will click on the inside of you. Yeah. You know, it's like years ago, and, and Jerrion still uh, questions this. Years ago, back in the early 70s, I was preaching out in California, And four very wealthy, I'm talking extremely wealthy businessmen took me to lunch. Wanted to know if they could take me to lunch. So we went to lunch with them. And they said, now this is before the term word of faith church existed. You know, the word of faith is kind of catching on, but nobody is calling their church word of faith church. So they're just now coming on the scene. And these four men said to me, Jerry, Would you pray about coming to Newport Beach, California? We will buy you property. We will build you a building if you will be our pastor. We will hand it over to you if you will come and be our pastor and start a church out here. Sounds good, doesn't it? But I didn't know if that was the will of God for my life. I didn't know if that's where he wanted me. In the natural, sounds good. Think about it. Newport Beach, Crowley. (laughs) Newport Beach or Crowley, Texas, you know, but the will of God was important to me. Amen. It's most important to me. So I prayed and I said, Lord, now here's the only prayer that you can pray and use the phrase, if it be thy will. And that is the prayer of dedication, the prayer of dedication, which means that you are willing to commit yourself to God's will when you don't know what his will is. In other words, it is appropriate to pray, Lord, if it be thy will for me to go to California and to do this, then I'm willing to go and you just reveal to me what you want me to do. That's the only kind of prayer in the Bible where it is appropriate to use the phrase, if it be thy will. If it be thy will for me to stay in Texas, then reveal to me, show me, you know, do whatever you have to do where it becomes uh, very evident that you want me to stay in Texas. So that's the prayer of dedication. Okay. And once again, it's appropriate to pray if it be thy will. So I prayed, Lord, if it's your will for me to go to Newport Beach and do this, I'm willing to go. If you want me to stay in Texas, I'm willing to stay. And over a period of, of a few days, the Lord said this to me: "You can go if you want to, but you will become their servant and not mine." He said, "They will try to control you with their wealth." Mm-hmm. Now, are you willing to accept that? Do you want to be a servant to men, or you want to be a servant to me? Yeah. I said, "I want to be a servant to you." He said, "Then there's your there's your answer." Yeah. So. Crowley, Texas was the will of God. Hallelujah. And I love Crowley, Texas. (laughs) Glory to God. I just don't have a beach out in front of the house, but I love Crowley because that's where God wants me to be. And I get to go to Newport from time to time. Praise God. Amen. So once again, I could not, I could not pray the prayer petition with that phrase in it. If it be thy will, I could pray the prayer dedication, and use that phrase, but if I'm going to pray the prayer of petition, then I must know up front what the will of God is, and in order to know that, i got to study this book, so there's preparation involved. In fact, over the years, and I'm going to show you probably on next week's broadcast, I'm going to bring out a little notebook that I started in 1969 with my first petitions, to God when I first began to learn this. Uh, and I'm going to show you how I constructed them and, and talk to you about how uh, when, when Carolyn and I were in need of certain things and it was impossible in the natural for us to ever have them, that we, I would sit down and I'd go through the Word and I would construct a prayer. And then I had a little typewriter that my mother bought me when I was in about the ninth or tenth grade and I was still using a little portable typewriter. And I would type out that petition based on what I found in the Word of God, include in the petition what our need was. I always included in that petition, sowing a seed toward the fulfillment of it. And I'd write what God's Word says about sowing seed in that petition. And then when I got through writing it, I typed it out, made a copy for my wife, made a copy for me. And then we would come together and take that petition, and we would pray it just the way I wrote it out. And then we would say, Amen, in the name of Jesus, so be it. And I left uh, two lines underneath for her to sign, for me to sign, and updated it. And we both carried one around with us. And every once in a while, I'd pull it out, and I'd say, Father, I just want to thank you that you heard me. Yeah. And I want to thank you that I know I have the petition I've desired of you. And if the devil said it's never going to happen, I'd just take it out and say, it is written. Yeah. It is written. I have in my hand what the Word of God says about this, so devil goes sell that trash to somebody else. I'm not listening to it. Amen? Not one prayer petition we've ever prayed has failed to come to pass. Every one of them have come to pass. Now, you say, well, I just don't know if that worked for me. Well, why, why would you want to hang on to that when I have evidence that it's worked for me and thousands of others around the world. Amen. Why not just let go of the past? Maybe you didn't maybe you didn't do it correctly. Maybe there was something between the amen and the there it is that interfered with your receiving. Maybe you let somebody else who tried it and it didn't work for them. Be influential in in your faith. No, it works. Because it's God's Word. and God's Word, the Bible says, the law of the Lord is perfect. That means it has no defects. It has no flaws. It works when it's put to work. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. All right. So, once again, the prayer petition requires research. It requires preparation. It's never a prayer you just pray off the top of your head. It's a prayer. I personally like to write it out. Uh, You're not required to, but one of the definitions of Petition is a written formal request. So my, myself, I always write them out. To me, when I write it out, that's my point of contact to release my faith. Just like the little woman who said, if I but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. This is my point of contact when I write it out. And I, and I stand before God holding hands with my wife. and We're reading that out and we agree to it, and we sign our names to it, and we date it, and we believe we receive when we pray according to Mark eleven twenty four. 24, then as far as I'm concerned, I've just touched the hymn of Jesus' garment. Yeah. Amen? Yes. And I shall uh, rejoice, not only now, but afterwards when it manifests. Hallelujah. Because yes. I know that he heard me, and I know I have the petitions I've desired of him. Does that make sense to you? Yes, I think you've got to give the Lord a good Woo. shout. Praise Woo. God. Amen? All right, now, God's word is going to be His part of your prayer petition. So do your homework. Research. Don't just try to pray this prayer off the top of your head. Do the research. Uh, get my book. I'll help do the research for you. There's sample petitions at the end of each chapter that will help you praise God. We'll talk about that at the close of the broadcast. So once again, In this session, I think it's important before we close that we recognize, because so many people have failed to do this, that God is our source. Amen. God is our source for everything. Amen. That's the way we should look at him. He's our source. He's the one we're praying to, so therefore we're acknowledging that he's our source. The Apostle Paul makes this statement in 2 Corinthians 3.5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. He doesn't have the limitations that we have, that natural man has. He's totally unlimited. That's why I'm looking to Him. Our sufficiency is of Him, Paul said, Amen. from the very beginning of the Bible, the very first chapter, the very first sentence. In the beginning, God. That is acknowledging that God's the source. Yes. Yes, sir. In the beginning, God. God is the source. God is the origin. God is the reservoir. God is the fountain from which all things flow. That's why we make our petitions to Him. That's why we need to recognize Him as source and quite capable of meeting every need in our life. Hallelujah. Amen. God God already planned our life for us. And in that plan, he included the fulfillment of everything we would need while we're on this planet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I think a lot of people are going to get to heaven and God's going to open a curtain and there's going to be a warehouse full of stuff that belonged to you while you was on earth. And he said, why didn't you ask for it? Come on. (laughs) Now, maybe that won't happen because that brings sadness. And there's no sadness in heaven, (laughs) you know. (laughs) But let's not take a chance. Let's just go ahead and, and... Go for everything that God says we can have while we're down here. Yes. Yes. I don't want to go up there and find that curtain. Amen. Yes. If there is a curtain when I get there, I want him to open. It and it says, empty. Yes. You got it all, boy. You learned how to acquire it all. Praise God. Amen. So God's our source. He's already planned out our lives. And he's already planned to fulfill every need we will have while we're on this planet. When it seems there is no hope, he is our hope. When it seems there is no way, He is our way. Yes, Psalm 62, 5 says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. My expectation comes from Him. Yes. I've had people ask me all the years, Brother Jerry, why are you so positive? How can you be so positive? How can you be so up all the time? How can you be so expectant? Because my expectancy is from Him. Yeah. Yeah and he never fails. Hallelujah. He's faithful. Praise God. I love the message translation for Psalm 62 five. It says, God, the one and only I'll wait as long as he says, everything I hope for comes from him. So why not? Amen. Since everything I hope for comes from him, why not wait for as long as it takes? Why? Because my expectations are from him. Everything I hope for, he's the source look at somebody and tell them, God's my source. God Amen. My source. Amen. Philippians four nineteen. Once again, my God shall supply. That makes him source. Yes. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now that's telling us that he's not only our provider, but he is our source. Now a little exercise I learned a long, long time ago that helped me become God is my source minded. Whenever I see a scripture that's got God in it or he Or him, I will read that verse as it's written, but then I will say out loud every time I see God, he or him, I will say out loud, the source. And what it does, it causes you to become God's my source minded. For instance, Philippians 419, but my God, the source shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Notice what I'm doing. I'm, ad, I'm acknowledging Him as my source, but I own purpose just so that I will become God as my source-minded. Yes, when I see His name in a scripture, I'm going to say out loud, "The source." Yes, yeah. sir. You say this with me. But my God, but my God, the, God the, the source shall supply all my need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us come unto the throne of grace. My source. The source, my source. Yeah, make it personal. You know, let us come into the throne of God, the source, Amen. to find help from the source. Yes, yes, sir. Amen. So every scripture, if you'll just do that, do that as an exercise. I dare you do it for at least a week. Every time you see God in the verse, he or him, which is a reference to God, read it, but then out loud say the source and see what happens on the inside of you. Amen. You're going to, you're, it's going to create an expectancy like you've never experienced before. Now, I don't always know what people will do, but thank God I can know what God will do. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. I've, I've had people promise to do things for this ministry for 45 years, many of whom followed through, many of whom I never heard from them again. I've said jokingly, but really not a joke. If everybody who's ever promised to do something financially for this ministry kept their word and did it, I would not have to receive another offering until about (laughs) mid-millennium. But not everybody has followed through. But not one time has God failed to follow through. Now, I will say this. God has not always showed up when I thought He should. But He did show up. Amen. He did show up. I mean, there have been times when it looked like, God, are you ever going to show up? But I've learned not to voice that. Yeah. I don't say things like that because I know that if I prayed according to his will, he heard me That's right. and I know that I have the petitions I've desired of him. Now, it's just a matter of walking this out by faith, regardless of how long it takes, I am not giving up. Yeah. Yeah. Quit is not an option to Jerry Seville. Right. Yeah. Amen. I don't live my life that way. Amen. So it's just a matter of me persevering, remaining patient, you know, determining that I'm going to outlast the devil. That's what perseverance is, outlasting the devil. And I know I will have the petitions I've desired of him. Uh, another thing I do between the amen and the there it is, I read scriptures that talk about the faithfulness of God. For instance, Psalm 89, 34. God says, my covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone from my lips. See, that's inspiring to me. That's motivating to me that I'm basing this prayer on what God said, what God promised. And now I have this from him. I will not break my covenant, nor will I alter what has come from my lips. See, that's motivating. That's, That's energizing to your faith. Isn't it wonderful knowing? I mean, if people said, Jerry Savell, I'm going to put $100,000 in your ministry and I will not alter what has come from my lips. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it? Yes. But I can't always depend on what comes from people's lips, come on. but I can always depend on what comes from God's lips because he said, I won't change it. I won't alter it. I will not break this covenant. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. That's motivating. That's inspiring. That's energizing then I have this promise from Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The word of our God shall stand forever. And then Psalm 46 verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake... With its swelling. Without just simply saying, no matter what's going on around me, I can always depend on the Word of God. I don't care if the whole planet is shaking to pieces and the whole world is falling apart. This I know God's Word will never change. Hallelujah. He will never break His covenant with me. Amen. Now that's important in the prayer petition. That's where all that confidence comes from. Are you learning something today? Are you learning something today? I believe you are, praise God. And once again, I am so uh, blessed and honored to be able to bring these truths to you. And I believe they're helping you and are going to continue to bring more and more truth to you so that you can develop a very powerful, a very positive, a very accurate prayer life. What's this announcement? I'll be back in just a moment.
1: When you pray, you want answers addiction, abuse, poverty, and spiritual bondage are running rampant through families, churches, cities, and nations. What can you do to battle against the forces that seek the destruction of your family and community? You can pray. Learn to pray effectively in a way that sees results and humbly aligning with God's will. In Prayer of Petition, Jerry Savelle guides you to discover the prayer that gets results. You will study petitioning prayer in God's Word and read testimonies of modern-day miracles ushered in by this powerful prayer. More importantly, you'll learn the biblical definitions of petition and supplication. Call now or visit jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of Prayer of Petition. Act now and receive a bonus, the companion Prayer of Petition Workbook and Study Guide. Don't wait, request today. Learn the biblical way to petition the Lord and see miraculous answers to your prayers.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you so much once again for joining with us today. And don't forget to place your order for the book, The Prayer of Petition. I'm telling you, you won't be able to put this down. When you get this in your hands, you're not going to be able to put it down. It has such powerful truths from the Word of God that's going to help you develop a prayer life like never before. And as I mentioned earlier, at the end of each chapter, we give you a sample prayer petition. Regarding finances, regarding healing, regarding family, regarding restoration of marriage, uh, several samples that you can use. But let me encourage you to do some research on your own. That's where it becomes so powerful, is when you've done the research and you write this prayer yourself, it just develops such a confidence on the inside of you that from this moment forward, I know that I know God hears my prayers and he will grant my petition. So be sure and get this book. Order it right away. All the ordering information is on your screen, and uh, we'll send it to you just as quickly as we possibly can because I want you to get it in your hands, start studying it, start applying it, and start sending me testimonies from the results you get. Also, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you are interested in becoming a partner with this ministry, please ask or inquire when you contact us, how you can become a partner. Our partners are so valuable and so important to us. They're the ones that enable us to reach out to the entire world with this television broadcast and our partners are very special to us. Thank you partners and thank all of you for watching today. Thank you audience for being with me and remember your faith will overcome the world.